This is Bonnie. And we are here counting down the winners of the Best Picture Oscar from worst to best. And we're on number 52. Number 52, based on our aggregated, uh, we aggregated a list of uh, actually seven different lists and uh, um, other best of all time lists. And uh, so we have this unofficial ranking that we're going through. And what movie are we talking about today? Today we'll be talking about Patton yes. from 1970. 1970. Yeah. And this is the first movie from the 1970s to show up on this countdown. Uh, 43 movies into it. Yeah, wow. That's pretty stunning. Yeah. So what's your background with Patton? I'd, I'd never seen it before. I've heard of it. Okay. Probably why I've heard of General Patton. I don't know. Right. So that's that's about it. Okay. That they've got a, a that opening scene where he's speaking and he's got that giant flag right. behind him. Uh, the, I uh, think that was a familiar scene to yeah. me, probably because that's what you. It's a very famous scene. It's also it's been parodied a lot too. Okay. So yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And I've. Uh, I've seen it at some point. It's one of those reasons that I kind of decided I needed to watch them all again before I do my ranking because it's like I get up to, it's like, did I even like Patton or did I yeah. like I don't like I know I've seen it and there's <laughs> stuff in I remember there's stuff in Sicily, but it's like I, I just don't remember yeah. enough to comment on it. But I, I don't I couldn't even tell you when I've seen it. Okay. Last until I watched it again this week. Okay, so, so you're coming in with not too much more than I Not had. too much more. I mean, yeah. I, I had definitely seen it. I just, something I really remembered uh-huh. much more than... It's a long know, the, movie. Yes. It is a long movie. It's a lot. So you watched it twice this week? I watched it twice, yes. Wow, that's a Yeah, well, the first time I just watched it in one sitting, and then I watched it. Um, I watched kind of a scene at a time uh-huh. and throughout the week, and... Yeah. Just to kind of get a sense of its structure and, and uh-huh. how it's pieced together. Yeah. So, yeah, are you ready to just go through the losers first? Yeah, let's four, go through the losers. Four losers. And you do know that losing Best Picture means never having to say you're sorry. Oh, no. Uh, so that's, of, of course, I was paraphrasing the famous line from Love Story, which okay. is love is never having to say you're sorry. This is uh, the one that's about, um, what's his name, Vice President. Oh, right. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> Al Gore. Yeah, that it's Al about Gore. Al Gore, Alan right. Tipper Gore. Yeah, this is about Al. Oh, that's right. Divorced I now. totally forgot. Are they? Yeah, I think I heard that. That kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the. That's all that I know about love story is that okay. Al Gore said that it was his roommate in college that wrote about him okay. or something. Yeah. Well, it was a novel that was turned into a movie with Ryan O'Neill and Ali McGraw. I don't think it's definitely about Tipper because it's you know the um, well it, the it's a preppy kid who's. Uh, kind of meets this kind of free-spirited girl. Uh, the parents, his parents don't approve, but they love each other. You know, 
they're in love, and then the last act is, you know, she gets uh, cancer, uh, terminal illness. So it, it's... Um, now you gave it away. Of, a spoiler alert for <laughs> Love Story. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think that's kind of a famous... Uh, that's kind of a famous part to the movie. It, it kind of set up that trope. I don't know that it's necessarily the first one, but it uh-huh. kind of became something that got a little bit mocked by as it's became such a thing to have these movies about rocky relationships where the final act is one of them dies, one of them dying of cancer. Of course, uh-huh. the Romeo maybe the pinnacle. Juliet. No, that's not. She didn't die of cancer. Well, she no, die. I mean that's just a tragedy. Well, actually, she didn't die. Died. She died. Well, actually, they both died. died. Yes. They both died. Yes. Maybe not in West Side Story, but we'll get to that one. No spoilers <laughs> here for West Side Story. And okay. I will say up front that we are talking about, when we talk about Patton, it will be, we will be giving it away. So That's right. If you don't know so. who won World War Two, you might want to uh, watch the movie first. And, That's right, because yes. it does tell you who wins. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so at any rate, it, I think that might affect. The, I mean, I think the the pinnacle of this trope was in terms of endearment. Okay. Um, but then also it's kind of uh, gets done to death with like uh, beaches and uh, still magnolias dying young and a whole bunch of stuff that we don't even remember. So I guess that might <laughs> kind of uh, affect love stories. Um, Legacy, but it was an enormous hit um, of at, in its time, uh, biggest hit of nineteen seventy. Okay, were they big in anything else? I don't yeah, Ally McGraw. I don't. Know, what else was Ally McGraw? In? She must have been as. Um, yeah, I mean Ryan O'Neill was. You know, he got a lot of work throughout the seventies. Um, Paper Moon and. You know, his that he co starred with his daughter Tatum O'Neill. Uh, yeah, Holly McGraw's. Uh, this is definitely this is probably the most famous movie. For okay, so that's Love Story. Uh, that's Love Story. I also have Five Easy Pieces. Oh, I've never I've heard, heard of this. Yeah, no. this was a very small independent movie hmm. that's um, Jack Nicholson stars as he's a kind of disaffected, kind of like an angry young man of the time period who's, uh, he works for an oil rig, and then we learn when he's he has to go back to his hometown because his father died, and he had been estranged from his family, but we learn that he came from like a wealthy family and was uh, trained as a, as a concert pianist. Oh. And so that's what the title refers to is like the his piano book as a kid is five easy pieces. Oh. You know, the, the uh-huh. easy pieces for kids to learn on the piano. And yeah, he just had a kind of a he's kind of the black sheep of the family and it's just kind of about this portrait of, you know, the, the this generation, the angsty baby boomers when they were quite young. Yeah, he Jack Nicholson. In this picture. Yeah, yeah, he had uh, very early in his career. I think he kind of uh, came to prominence with Easy Rider the year before. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, five easy pieces. Um, very much the critically acclaimed 
one. Okay. Do you recommend it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. Well, it hasn't been all that long. I remember it pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's good. Airport. Also, I've never heard of this one. Never heard of Airport? Yeah, no. that's a, well, it's a disaster. Yeah. I mean, this is a... This is very different, dis- though. Well, it's not that different, actually. Oh, really? Oh, well, it's not a comedy. Okay. So it's an all-star cast about an airline disaster, basically. It's, it takes place at an airport, but I think the the meat of the movie is about a guy with a bomb on a plane. And the, all the drama that ensues. Huge all-star cast with... Uh, Burt Lancaster, Jacqueline Bissett, uh, Helen Hayes played the sweet old lady who likes to stow away on planes. Back when <laughs> you could do that. Stow away on planes? Yeah, I mean, she explains how they do it. Like she's just kind oh, of. That's... I mean, the security was so different in 1970 yeah. that it's just like, oh, I left my boarding plane ticket. Kind of like you could do on a train now, but uh-huh. you know, just okay. Interesting security. So she would just... Take it to places. Oh, yeah. Maureen Stapleton. It, yeah, Maureen Stapleton. That's in uh, it. Archie Bunker, right? Edith? No, no, no that's Gene uh, Stapleton. Oh. Uh, is there a relation? I have no I idea. Don't, I don't even think of that. Yeah. Okay. Maureen Stapleton was in Reds. Uh, that was a long uh, movie. Yeah. I think you would like Reds, actually, if you oh, saw you this oh, okay. as an adult. It's uh, historical. It is I get that movie. one confused with another. Long one. Uh, Patton? <laughs> Patton is one. Uh, no, you know, Airport was it was the second biggest hit of the year. This was back in the kind of the heyday of disaster movies. Its its legacy, of course, is is just kind of demolished ten years later by Airplane, which is just I actually watched it again this week. Airplane or airport? Airport, mm-hmm. and. It's just impossible to watch it without thinking of Airplane the whole time. I mean, just the movie's just been totally secured. So, Air, Airplane's main target is a movie called Zero Hour, but Airport is, it's parodying a lot. And it's, oh, it's okay. very much what Airplane is mocking. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um, not a hard movie to get through, but just... Hard to take it seriously. But even at the time, it was very popular, but people were like, Best Picture nomination, really? But, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Uh, it was it was up there in ten categories. Really? Okay. Got a lot of nominations. Uh, finally, oh. I know you're familiar with this franchise. I it's am. MASH. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen the movie version? I have seen the movie Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's raunchier than the TV oh, show. Oh, it's much raunchier, <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, it's so unusual that you have a popular novel made into a hit movie, Oscar-winning movie, and then a long-running television series. And yeah. I, I think there must be something about the formula here that just kind of works, where it's like... A war movie, but there's no combat. It's more of a hospital drama, mm-hmm. and you have kind of that that mix of the kind of hippie characters with the military establishment, but they're 
they're great doctors, so that kind of balances the hippie element. So I think there's like a combination that really works in the I think it, framework. I think it works. It was probably of its time, you know, like if yes. you tried it much earlier than that, you know, you yeah. need to have an anti-establishment yes, mentality, mentality in the culture to yeah. appreciate that because that's, right. you know, that's really um, what it it does. Yeah, I think it also helped that it was during Vietnam, but about Korea. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it, it could be about anything. I remember yeah. in the movie, and so yeah. I was a huge TV show fan, oh, you know, yeah. MASH TV show. I was just kind of obsessed with it as a teenager. But watched the movie later. Uh, one thing I remember with the movie is that there was um, a lot more sharp edges to the two Oh, uh, yeah. main doctors they were they were less uh, likable they're much less likable <laughs> yeah yeah and a little it's... bit more almost bullies in the yeah it's really i i really dislike the movie actually uh-huh. because it's just so the mean spiritedness is just so pervasive yeah. and you know i get that depiction is not necessarily endorsement but right. I think the movie does endorse it, and um, you know, it, it can debate me on that if you want. But I, I, the it's directed by Robert Altman, who I just love him as a director, and a lot of his movies, like I don't like at first, and then I grow to really love them. But Mash have given at least three, maybe even four chances, and I just don't like it. Uh-huh. It's really, but I, I can see why the formula works. It's just, especially the way they treat um, Margaret Holman yeah. is just it's and it's women degrading. in general. Yeah, yeah, and just the the way it's depicted, it's 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 not a, it's not even that it offers commentary on that. It's just it's uh-huh. there for kicks. Yeah, and she kind of deserves it because she's stuck up. And but anyways, she. she do you know who's the only cast member from the movie that become a regular on the TV show? Radar? Yeah, Harry yeah. Burgoff. Yeah, I only know that because, uh, you know, MASH yeah. trivia. Oh, right. Sure yeah, I, yeah so that's it was actually a huge hit at the time. Um, Tom Skerritt, who did he play? Tom Skerritt played Forrest. Who's Duke Forrest, who's a character for whatever reason wasn't in the show. Uh-huh. But he was he lived in the swamp with um okay. I think with Hawkeye. I mean he was a friend of, yeah, of theirs and, and not BJ, BJ replaced Trapper. Oh that's right, Trapper and, and Hawkeye. There's that's no right. BJ in the movie. That's right. BJ uh, really no BJ really, really softened. Really it. softened. Yeah. I mean it was it was already the Trapper Hawkeye was already yeah. a little softened, but BJ really you know, to have a family right. guy. Yeah. Yeah, actually a good family guy. Exactly. You know, because yeah. Trapper was sort of and a even, family guy, but... Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's up for debate. I mean, he but had a family. Yeah, he's much... Um, yeah, I think the early series, they're kind of like... Um, they're immature, but they're not as mean-spirited as in the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there is kind of a real arc to the show where the early seasons are a little bit harder edged than uh-huh. later seasons. It's very right. 
Yeah, you see a lot more, like the Alan Alda plays Trapper. Very sensitive. Yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, very sensitive. And you see him doing, you know, he's just... Tracheotomy on the sheep and stuff. That was the, uh, that was actually the the priest that did the tracheotomy. Oh, that's, wow. Okay, see here. But he talked him through it. He Okay, that's him. right. He had to put him on. Yeah, that was yeah. Father Mulcahy. Radar was there yeah. driving the Jeep or something. Yeah, they yeah. had to do it, the tracheotomy yes. with a, the innards of a pen. Yeah. Okay, I sadly know a lot about this. We do. So Robert We're Duvall. I'm not even going to get into Klinger. Oh, yeah. Robert, Robert Duvall was Plays um, Frank, Frank Burns. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, Donald Sutherland was uh, Hawkeye. Okay. L.A. Gold was Trapper. I can see that the TV show tried to visually... Um, oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, it's not Robert Duvall. I don't know the guy who plays Frank Burns, but... Larry... Larry Levin. Oh, yeah. The, right. Larry... That sounds right. Larry, Larry Levin. Yeah. Anyway, he's... But he's got, you know, similar angles... Fair, yes. you know, you can certainly see Sally Kellerman too. Oh, right, with Loretta Sweat. Loretta Sweat, <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, you can see it even with the the other two, Donald Sutherland yeah. and Elliot Gould, with uh, the other two guys. So, yeah, okay, so that's Mash. That's Mash. Uh, interestingly, the nineteen seventy, the four biggest hits of the year were in. Order from most successful to least: Love Story, Airport, Mash, and Patton. So, oh okay. These best picture this is a big hit. Best picture lineup. Five Easy Pieces was a very small movie. But. Okay, so was was Patton? Did it go in as the favorite? Do you know? Yeah, it did. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was definitely an epic. Yeah. You know. It's yeah, it's the sort of movie that you expect to win Oscars. Right. So, uh, Mash is a little irreverent, and uh, Love Story and Airport were big hits, but it got kind of mixed reviews. Yeah, didn't have yeah. quite the gravitas, shall yes. we say. Yeah, so um, what is Patton about? Patton is, it. well, it's, it's about George Patton, General yeah. George S. Patton. And uh, and it, it's really focused on him during World War II. So it is a war movie for sure, but, uh, but it really focuses on the particular personality and character of, of General Patton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that, yeah, that's is good. that enough? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on the movie? Well, I first of all, it's long, so I yes. <laughs> I have to first say that it took me. I had to do it in, in four sittings. Okay, <laughs> so fine. sorry, Patton. Uh, it took me four sittings yeah. to get through it. It's just one of those weeks, but mm-hmm. uh, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it was easy to it was yeah. easy to get through. This is also kind of the movie, the type of movie. I, I like this kind of movie where you learn a little history right. along with it and uh you know so yeah i mean i found it interesting you know it's not like it was my favorite that we've seen so far right i don't know what else to say yeah uh, it, it had some beautiful 
scenery shots. Like, where did they shoot this movie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they showed it in a shot of... On location. location. Yeah, yeah, so they had, they had some yeah. beautiful... Like, you mean like the Roman ruins or... I mean, they have the Roman African ruins. scenes or the Europe? You know, they've got, you know, all the way Sicilian. through, you know, some of their Algerian shot or Tunisia or wherever yeah. they were, but also in Germany and Sicily even... They had some beautiful establishing, yeah, you know, terrain shots that were, uh, were just a real contrast with the violence going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it portrays war as just a slog. Oh, really? You think so? I mean, yeah. When you think about those poor soldiers that, yeah, you know, just walking alongside the tanks and like, wow. Oh, right. Yeah, but. Uh, it, it doesn't really focus on the horrors of war like a lot of other war movies do. Yeah, I, like whatever war movies. I mean, like, a lot of people got <laughs> from what we've seen. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I mean, we're going to get that patent and um, the deer hunter. Yeah, it's going to be more. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you thought Patton was harrowing. <laughs> Whoops, you might want to brace yourself. For yeah. No, it, it's, but, but it's just kind of, um, it's very much a heroic portrait of war. And very stresses, you know, time and again, like the soldiers are greeted as liberators, right, in all these various cities, so it's, Wondering, like, how many times Rumsfeld watched this growing up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wonder, you know, is that not a... I mean, no, I'm not I saying thought that it's it, inaccurate. I, um, yeah, I thought it depicted a lot of the horrors of war, too. I mean, I don't know horrors, but the difficulties right. of, you know, of war at the at the same time. And I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it's because of movies like this. I think yeah. of... Or at least I feel like I've heard stories and was taught that, you know, the Allies were seen as, as you know, rescuers come right. in. Yeah, no, I'm not meaning that it's inaccurate, but it's, you know, and certainly there's a big difference between Palermo and Iraq, because, you know, Palermo was only under the fascists for, you know, I guess Mussolini was in power for a while, but it's not like the the Western forces are completely alien yeah. to them. Yeah, I really, I, I was very struck by, um, I really liked a lot of the first hour of the movie, um, particularly that first tank battle in Tunisia. It's so hard where, to tell who was who, though. It was hard to tell, but the, I like the way it was filmed. I saw a lot of The Empire Strikes Back in it. So uh, I think there's a lot yes, of influence yeah. on that uh -huh. Hoth battle scene. Okay. Is really kind of that, the way it goes, the, the shots of the the um, soldiers anxiously preparing, and then you have, like, the, the tanks are kind of like the at-at walkers oh, yeah, as yeah. they lumber in. So I yeah. wonder how many times that... Like, it also reminded me of those little shot, tank yeah. video games that we... Okay, yeah. That, you know, they have... Probably not now, but yeah, um, ten I, years ago. I will say that I felt it's three hours a lot more than, than yeah. say, Gandhi. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or even um, The Last Emperor or, or Dances with Wolves. It's just, it was very, it was, it doesn't even have, I had issues with those last two, but they did have kind of that epic sweep that you, you don't really see a whole lot of change here. Like in terms of the drama, you know, you have a, a section in North Africa, and then a section in Sicily, and then a section in Europe. Mm-hmm. And the dramatic elements are all just kind of the same, right. repeated. I, you know, yeah. I understand from a military history standpoint, they're very different things are going on, but it's all very much about Patton's personality quirks and then his, you know, all these great ideas he gets from the Peloponnesian War, or the, yeah. you know, the... Uh, battle for Helm's Deep or whatever he lived in in a previous life. Um, Because he actually believed in reincarnation. Yeah. And and apparently... Apparently that was the thing. Thought that he had been in these battles. And so, like, it's like every section of the movie. It's just very kind of repetitive. You have that, and then you have the Germans... Saying, oh, what are we going to do about Patton and then the higher so stuff? So, why? Here's, here's something I want to ask you. Yeah. Why didn't they subtitle the German stuff? It, like, is, it is subtitled. The um, the free version on YouTube that oh, I wanted to do that just didn't have the subtitle. Oh, snap. So, the second time I watched oh. it, I actually got it from the library. I oh, because I was like, what? Is, what? <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, it's supposed to be subtitled, but oh, kind of, okay. Um, we were—I was watching of, the free uh, version on yeah. YouTube. Whoops. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense yeah. because it was just like—I guess this is just a director's choice that we're supposed to figure out what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly talking about. Patton. And I think, when going back to the length, I really don't think those scenes were necessary. Uh huh. Um and. Because that's the only progression you saw. We'd go every now and yeah. then back to the Germans, and they start out confident, and yeah. then they and they're always so, concerned about Patton, and then by the end they're scrambling and. Right, and, and I, I don't. I think a, I think the movie would kind of be better off cutting those out, just because a lot of the the tension in military strategy is you don't know what the other side's thinking, so yeah. you kind of have us more in Patton's head, not knowing. Of course, if it's all in German, then you don't know. But yeah, in the actual movie, there are subtitles. They are subtitled. <laughs> so the, the actually the the best part from when you actually can see the subtitles is one of the, they're talking about Bradley, right? Yeah, and they're saying, oh well, you know, he's a really great tactician, uh, but very uh, humble, humble guy, and doesn't. Put on airs, and and the guy says, you know, that's that's very unusual for a general. And then his general kind of turns around and looks at. I I do have to say I didn't know that's what they were talking about. I never picked up the Bradley part, but I did love that. I mean, that was a very heroic and inspiring depiction of General Bradley. Yeah, Carl Malden played uh, General Bradley. Yeah, and it was like okay. Now <laughs> that's a, you know, it, they played. They did portray a, have a fairly nuanced portrayal of Patton. Yeah. I mean, I assume little, I don't know yeah. how his how his character was, but I mean, he wasn't like 
all bad or all good. Whereas Bradley yeah. was definitely all good. Well, yeah, and that, I think the he they portrayed Patton as complicated. Right. Yeah. They. Um, but as I understand it, they couldn't get access to Patton's writings or his, his journals or, or anything, so they relied on um, Bradley's accounts. So I think that's why he comes <laughs> off. That's why so pristine. He's kind of a loose cannon, and yeah. Bradley. Bradley was so Bradley alive. Was just right about everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's odd because Patton died in Germany yeah. in 1945. I'm surprised the movie didn't cover it. Well, they it. they it's so. But did you notice they sort of did? Because I looked this but, up right. first Wiki, <laughs> Wikipedia. Because he died as a result of a car accident. Yeah. You know, after having been in war, and that right. that scene where Bradley <laughs> saves him from a loose yeah, but, cart, mm-hmm. it I thought that was interesting because it's and then he was like, "Can you imagine if I had done all this and then died in that way? Yeah. Like that's well, and it was sort yeah, of it was that's sort an of odd like choice, right? it was sort of I felt like that's how they addressed that mm-hmm. without deciding to address it." So not yeah. leaving it, I actually didn't mind that because they, yeah. they kind of touched on it without making it about, because it wasn't really about his death. It was about his, yeah, he seemed like a real, I guess, narcissist. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to me it was just kind of very wishy-washy on Patton. I think it felt to me like a very superficial portrait. Um, I think from the open of the that famous opening scene, it really kind of sets you off like, okay, this movie's trying to say something because, you know, you really get the sense of that, um, you know, patriotic pomp, and it almost it starts off like, oh, this is such a broad parody, but then you realize, okay, this is like what he's saying is stuff that would actually connect to people, uh-huh. and so it seems like okay, well, we're having. This is made right in the middle of the Vietnam quagmire, but yeah. you're showing this raw, raw speech. So there's kind of this brutal, you know, it starts off with the, you know, the no, no bastard ever won a war for fighting for yeah. his country, but for, or for dying for his country, but for making the other poor guy die for yeah. his. And so there's, it's like, okay, well, this could be a really interesting movie about that kind of distinction between that World War II kind of mentality, attitude towards warfare with what we're going through now. And I just, I don't think, it's just very kind of, everything after that was just kind of, I think, watered down. Like even the the part with the soldier that he slaps around and has to apologize. That wasn't a good apology. (laughs) No, yeah, but it just doesn't, there's nothing in it that's really kind of um, interrogating the place for a patent, because there's a couple ways to look at it from this perspective. You, You could make the statement that, okay, this kind of bravado it was one thing when we were fighting the nazis but look where this attitude gets us with this quagmire we're in now or you could take the attitude of um uh, suck it up you radicals just 
this is this is how we need to this is how mm-hmm. we need to to approach this so yeah. and I think it just kind of maybe rides the fence even in uh, you don't really get much you know perspective other than you know he was he doesn't really regret slapping him, but he knows it was wrong and he apologizes. So there's not like much, there's, there's no edge there. It's yeah. just kind of well, it, a little wishy-washy. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I saw it as it's speaking to his character. First of all, not seeing that he did anything wrong, for one. That was right. clear. He didn't think that he did anything wrong, but he realizes that, you know, yeah. he's got an objective to get through and his objective is to lead men in battle at any cost. And if he doesn't toe this line, then he's not going to be able to lead, you know, them. He's going to be removed from leadership, you know? So in that way, I, I mean, I think there's some pragmatism. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, it's not like you're getting a point of view. Right. That comes across in any way that's, just you know, it's one of those sequences that you know someone who's watching the movie that's really kind of on the side of you should never slap a soldier like that or uh-huh. call him a coward will kind of come away not liking what he did and not really right. hate the movie for it, and someone from an opposite point of view yes, I see. would. So it's almost yeah. like it seems kind of watered down, where it's it's like there's. It feels like it's kind of made by a committee, kind of compromising. Like, Got okay, it. well, don't have it too harsh against him, <laughs> but don't make it too. Right. We don't want to upset the hippies, and we don't want to upset the John Waynes. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying that that's bad. It's just kind of. Okay, the movie itself of, doesn't take a stand. It's kind of, it. yeah, it's kind of, yeah, thin. Uh-huh. Got it. So, yeah, that was my and and. Um, yeah, there just wasn't that consistency because it does kind of start strong and then there are sequences I like along the way, but it's just kind of... Yeah. Um, and just to get to that um, scene with the aerial attack on the headquarters in Tunisia. Right. Where it's almost kind of... Cap- encapsulates the yin and yang of this movie because there's so much of how that's shot that's really kind of impressive, kind of the editing with the the attacks. But it also has this really kind of artificial quality, especially with him out there shooting it with his yeah. gun. And, and But even how it's set up with the... the um, the British are, have complete control of the airs mm-hmm. and then like it right. comes into honor. So it's like, that's such a ticky tack, you know, it, it feels kind of so scripted. Hollywood. Yeah. So there's like some effectiveness in how it's filmed, but it just, the whole thing is just kind of, it, it feels so artificial and just kind of those three hours of that. Yeah. With a couple of, Interesting camera angles, yeah, at different times put in. What do you think of that? In that scene, 
No, or, not in that scene. There was a couple of them in where there were like two levels. Oh, you know, and yeah, so so there were two funny. scenes that I was thinking of. There's yeah. one where you're on the bottom floor and you're like looking up at the top floor as he's you know so it's just an interesting angle and then the other one is where they were playing with the mirrors on the top of the ceiling oh right yeah there was probably three there was a few i i was a little bit confused as to what that was there for because they did they just drew attention to themselves yeah so much like it was like i think it was like three specific times the rest of it wasn't done like that yeah, I couldn't tell like what uh, it's directed by Franklin Schaffner, uh-huh. who um, was his other claim to fame prior to this was the Planet of the Apes, uh-huh. um, a few years before. I don't really have a strong sense on those. I yeah. mean, I noticed them; they're very noticeable, uh-huh. just because it's so different from you know everything else is up besides those points are fairly conventional. Yeah. That it just right. seems maybe a less experienced director trying to imitate some of the new wave right. techniques. That yeah, so yeah, it, I did think it was funny the the uh, room they put him in in London. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just all pink. And, yeah, yeah, and and the finer things. Yeah, I mean, I do. He is a caricature. I right. do feel like I I know some like him. Right. You know, no, yeah. And the military. I know way more like Karl Mark Malden. You know, oh, General right. Bradley. Yeah. You know, that is more the the senior officer, you know, especially the very senior officers that that I know that are just more gentlemen kind of thing. But there are there are some like Patton and and they yeah, do have well, a following. Yeah, have some, right. Um, You've got to make the bad guy. You know your enemies, the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know and they've got to be. Yeah, I mean there there are some things I liked about it. I I do like the choice to have Eisenhower be kind of a supporting character who's never in the movie. Yeah. Yep. And so like, but he's always talked about, always yeah. talked about, and I kind of wish that. Rommel was that way too. Uh-huh. If you take out those yeah. scenes with, and he's only in a couple of those. So I guess if you're German, it's hard yeah. to tell which one's Rommel, but right. I mean, it's just basically debating what Patton's strategy is going to be. Yeah, uh, it was interesting too the sort of personality conflicts between the the various Monty. generals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was an interesting point too. Where what actually goes into this kind of ally yeah. relationship? Right. Well, especially the, when you've the got the... Right, uh, yeah, <laughs> the... There, here's the... I mean, Patton was not a big fan of the Russians, as portrayed in this movie, at least. Oh, right. No, <laughs> no I like the... That dinner scene when they're... Oh, the dinner scene, yeah, when they have toast eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that was that yeah. was kind of cute. Yeah, it was. It seemed yeah. very scripted, but still. Very. Yeah. And then the kind of Mrs. Miniver scene where he's making that speech to the ladies in, in uh, England. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of was thinking about, okay, there's that kind of scene kind of in that Mrs. Miniver setting, and then he's also 
in Morocco, like the Casablanca setting, where uh-huh. it's kind of like, this would be so fun to have this movie be kind of like a Forrest Gump of Best Picture winners, where he's <laughs> like, you know, when he talks about going to the Eastern Front, I was like, oh, maybe he can go to the Bridge on the River Quad, and, <laughs> you know, in his, yeah. his past life, maybe he's in Gladiator and yeah. Shakespeare in Love, and, and yeah. Uh, Anyways, that's the sort of places my mind goes in a three-hour yeah, movie. Yeah, so I guess my uh, overall assessment is I didn't dislike it. Um, right. Uh, I thought it was fine. It was interesting. Some yeah. very beautiful scenes, interesting characters, but overall a little bit meh. Yeah. Something really bad about it. I yeah. just found that kind of tepid. I definitely would have it above American Beauty and uh, uh, the artist, probably. Okay. But other than that, I think. Yeah. Uh, Below I Dances ever... with Wolves? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, I had issues with Dances with Wolves, but that's because it, like, it actually stakes out a point of view. It does. It's an which... annoying point of view, but. Yeah, but even there, after the three hours yeah, where guess, he's saying. Yeah. Can't you see I've always been your friend? It's like, yeah. It has a, it de- a real It definitely sweet... takes a side. Yeah. It does have a kind of an Tries to shove it to down it. your throat. But... Uh, I, mean, I think it's kind of close with that. And, and, and King's Speech, I also was not thrilled with. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So any nominations besides Best Picture? It yeah, won, it got won Best 10 Picture. nominations. Oh, I also I decided to go through... <laughs> the chat GPT and oh. ask it to write a limerick about the movie Patton. Oh, did it do that? Yes. There once was a movie called Patton. Its portrayal of war was quite happening. With tanks in command, it took us by hand and showed us the general was Patton. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so good. So, yeah. Oh, I want to do more, have them do more limericks. Hey, if you yeah. haven't tried chat GPT. <laughs> it's addictive. It's so fun. Yeah. It is addictive. Yeah. Yeah, it got 10 nominations. Okay. Uh, one acting nomination. George C. Scott? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he won. Yeah, okay. Uh, he refused it. He refused it? Yeah. Wow. Which isn't part of the... He's had... To, he says on matter of principle, he doesn't like actors competing against each other for awards. He did accept the New York Film Critics Award, which I, I don't... No, the reasoning there, but that's, uh-huh. um, yeah, he had, when he was nominated earlier for The Hustler in 62, he also refused the nomination. Okay. Which doesn't have any weight with the Academy. Right. He's, he's still, he just didn't go up there and accept it? He just it? didn't accept Did it. Did he go to the awards ceremony? Nope. Okay. So what happened yeah. when they called his name? Uh, the producer of the movie took it. Uh, okay. Uh, accepted it. All right. Yeah. Okay, so either way, he, he, won, didn't have he, to. he won Best Actor. Yeah, uh, it also won seven. Okay. So Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director for Franklin Schaffner, mm-hmm. um, Best Screenplay, I think, okay. Sound. Uh, probably, yeah, the rest of them would be the technical categories. Okay. Uh, um, did it win score? The score was very famous. Some know, of the score sounded kind of seventies. Yeah, well, this is seventies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised it took so long for this to fall. Yeah. Actually, 
uh, it doesn't surprise me, like, all of the rankings from what we compiled together were very similar. Yeah. I actually had it as 48 last time. I don't think I would have it nearly that high. Yeah. I mean, I um, don't think it should be ranked above a man for all seasons. No. Oh, definitely not. Or Gandhi. Certainly. Yeah, even Gandhi. I mean, I definitely think Gandhi should be in the top half. But, you know, we're following American Beauty here, so. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was that. much better than American Beauty. Yeah. Very but there's probably, uh, probably more skill into the making of American. Well, uh, it's definitely better than American Beauty. It really got on my. Yeah. Got on my nerves. But, like, if someone came up to me and says, American Beauty is my favorite movie of all time. I would disagree with them, but kind of know mm-hmm. where they're coming from. Where if someone said Patton's their favorite movie of all time, I'd be like, "Who what? are you?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, don't you mean? There's just not much distinctive about it. What is I, that movie yeah. that you said, Bro? Braveheart. Really, the people who would like think that, that Patton uh, is their favorite movie of all time wouldn't they like Braveheart even better? Oh yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Because Braveheart really takes that. Yeah, takes I wouldn't be thing. surprised if someone say Braveheart is their favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, right. really would disagree with it. it yeah. It, it's, yeah. Um, okay, so we're done with Patton. We're done with Patton. Do we get to see what's number 51? We do. Oh, we're going to oh. see what are some other great movies from the 70s. Yeah, we haven't seen many of them yet. Any of them. Not from the 70s, but from the 1970 in oh. particular. Bug? It is a cricket. Yeah. No, there's not much great in 1970. <laughs> it's oh. just kind of a week year for movies. The 70s is a very good decade for movies, but that doesn't start off very well, actually. Uh-huh. The, you know, there is The Conformist is uh, probably the most acclaimed movie. It's a, an Italian movie about fascism this is from, from 1970 from 1970 it's in a, it's uh-huh. directed by bernardo bertolucci who would go on to do the last emperor okay. which we shot we saw uh-huh. uh this is a movie in italian and uh if you have to cite something from 1970 i'd probably put five easy pieces as the year's best uh-huh that we already talked about and there's a couple of music documentaries that were very that have aged really well, like Woodstock really kind of set the mythology for the music festival that happened the year before. Oh, okay. And then the Rolling Stones Give Me Shelter is a concert documentary that was filmed at their Altamont concert that erupted in violence when they hired, you've heard that story. No. Oh, they um, they hired the Hells Angels to do their security. Okay. And the concert erupted in violence because the Hells Angels were kind of edgy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 1970 is not a really good year for movies. Beneath the Planet of the Apes, the Aristocats. uh, You used to love the Aristocats as a child. It's really not that good. (laughs) But when you were a little guy, you loved that movie. Yeah. That was one of your first favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably because I probably hadn't seen 101 Dalmatians or probably. that. Um, yeah, I mean, they just kind of get put in the countryside and then walk back home. There's not that much conflict in the movie. Yeah. The goose, the geese walk with them for a while. Okay, yeah, I don't And then it's like, else. whatever. The Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, 
Which is First the, Planet of the Apes is I I, I kind of like it. That's uh, which is the one that had the that sort of bizarre scene that's supposed to be Catholic or Orthodox in this temple. Oh gosh, I don't even know. Anyway, it's one of the Planet of the Ape movies. It's so ridiculously bad. Oh okay. I, I mean, there was no a bunch idea. of Planet of the Ape movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah, there's a bunch. I, I I don't really remember much other than yeah. that first one. They were so bad. Yeah. Uh, so anything else on Patton in 1970 before we get into? No, I'm excited to see what's number fifty. I am. Yeah. So we have we still have four dozen and three movies left, but only one of those is not going to make the top fifty. And it's the one we're going to watch next. Yeah, so what do you think it's going to be? Well, I well, I have my list. You need to add one to your list because you yeah. had Patton. Yeah. I think it's going to be... Well, what's on my list is Kramer versus Kramer, Marty, Nomadland, No Country for, for Old Men, and Ordinary oh. People. I don't know. Parasite? No. No. Parasite. You can't pick another one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all, all right, all right. Don't pick four assignments. All right, well, on. your list, you only have four. You yeah. need to add a fifth. Yeah, I already have uh, You Can't Take It With You, Gladiator, Lost Weekend, Thumbdog Millionaire, and I'm going to pick, for, since we're at spot 51, I'll go with 1951's An American in Paris. Oh, okay. I'd like to watch that. So let's have our drum roll. Baby, that's not on. Is that no. on any of our lists? I was not expecting it to come up. That I'm is sure. okay. A million be. dollar baby. Is that a boxing movie? Yeah, a girl boxer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know the movie? Um, is this I think I know it from an office episode. Is this Hillary oh, Swank? Yeah, okay. It is, it is. <laughs> there's an office episode, yeah. Yeah, so... That's that's all that I know about Million Dollar Baby. Except that okay. I think I know, and this might all be from the Office episode, Hilary Swank. Yes. Or, and then maybe, is it directed by Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Okay. okay. Those are the things that I yes. know about it. And it... Yeah. She gets... Yes. Okay, don't, okay. don't, don't, don't spoil <laughs> okay. the movie before we get there. All right. Anyways, uh, we'll be back with Million Dollar Baby. It does not make the top 50... So our first movie from the 2000s, or from the aughts, since Chicago. Oh. So now it's... I still uh, really like uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah, I think you'll still like it better. Well, never mind. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next week with a million dollars. Is this a violent movie? The movie really messed me up when I saw it. Oh, and no. I haven't seen it since. Oh, no. Um, it's just at that time, it was really... It'll be interesting to go back to it because it was I didn't know how to feel about it and I never oh. really reckoned with it. So oh, interesting. I don't, it's, wow, it was this could be a traumatic good, week. 